0: Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Monday and I can't believe it, but it's August. It's August 1st. We are here live. It is a free for all kind of day. We're going to open the phone lines right now. Anything goes. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, pick up the phone. And join me, 855-950-3835. I don't really have a theme today. I've got a lot of kind of odds and ends, mostly about the economy, about what's going on in the industry, a little bit about the some new stuff about the vaccine, if I have time. But today is really all about you and your calls. So line them up, 855 950 Three eight three five. One of the things I think we're going to be talking about a lot. Um, read an awful lot of articles about it this morning, and that's this idea of the independent contractor model. Uh, the latest news was about AB five in California. That's now law. The Supreme Court has refused to hear it. So it will remain law unless somebody comes up with some other argument and runs it through the courts again. But as of now, California is going to start enforcing this. California is saying, look, we passed this law in 2019. You should have been ready for this. We've run out of appeals. It is now law in the state of California, how they're going to enforce it. Um, gets a little tricky but what's worse you know I I I'm gonna make a prediction that this issue the AB5 type laws, the independent contractor rules, we're going to be dealing with this probably for the next decade. I I have a feeling this is our new emissions problems. You know, we dealt with the emission problems for 10, 15 years, maybe. They're, They're almost gone now. I know we have another round coming up, but I'm not too worried about that. We have learned a lot. We figured out how to keep these trucks running, how to get them to run right, how to get the maintenance costs down there's very specific things you have to do but we've at least solved that problem it just took us a decade plus I think this is the next big issue for trucking but the difference here where the emission rules really only affected trucking I know shipping lines and trains and some other things farms but for the most part it wasn't wasn't really widespread This issue, AB5, is very widespread because this has nothing specifically to do with trucking. This is an independent contractor rule, and it's hard to imagine how many industries are going to be affected by this. I mean, I can start to guess at some, but I, I don't have any idea how many industries out there use independent contractors and what this is going to be like. I do know that this is a big enough issue that this could have huge impacts on our economy. So it's going to have a big impact across all kinds of industries. I'm mostly concerned with what it's going to do to trucking. Um the, the There were some protests in the ports. For the most part, the government just ignored them, um, and they didn't last long. They lasted a week, maybe. And I remember reading at the beginning, they said, we're going to stay here till something changes. Yeah, that's pretty difficult to do. Um, that's why many of these talks of strikes and protests and really haven't gone anywhere because... There just aren't enough owner operators that have enough money to hold out long enough. That's a shame. So if we think protesting is how we're going to change these laws, I don't see it happening. It's never really worked in the past. It's not showing much promise right now. Um, The problem is, especially now we're in a very, very difficult economy. Things are getting really expensive. And the other thing that's happening right now, I said I didn't have a theme today, but I kind of sort of do. If I were to look at all the topics I have listed here, they're all kind of leading to the same thing, that this change in our economy is happening so fast that most people are missing it you're not really seeing this being reported very well in the mainstream media at all. Big surprise there. But if you are reading business headlines and you're digging, you can see that this is happening really fast. Uh, I'm starting to see some things that I I just didn't think we would see for quite a while. uh, let's oh oh a couple other things they did in this article um, they did cover talk about some issues with AB five the um, the group of attorneys that's working on this Scopolitis Garvin Light Hansen, and Fury I know the law firm names um, I'm actually pretty familiar with them they've been around a long time I've spoken at a lot of events I've met a lot of um, uh, Greg Fury. One of the, the named partners, um, I've spoken with him at events. These guys know transportation law inside and out. I don't think there's a firm in the country that knows more, um, and deals with more fleets and contracts and, uh, in transportation. So most of the information I've been getting, I try to get through them, um, they they wrote this article. They gave a couple options, and we've talked about them before. The uh, you know going and getting your own authority, which is clearly not for everybody, and in an environment like this, it's going to be really difficult. I mean, think about this. You've got owner operators in California. The company cancels their contract that could be happening right now already because the fines for this are pretty big $25,000 per infraction uh carriers could be subject to so I think carriers are are going to take this seriously because of that that fine and that penalty um we're in a difficult time It, it these owner-operators are probably already struggling because rates have dropped, volumes have dropped, prices have gone up. They're already struggling. Now to think that they can just go out and get their own authority, pay that big bill for insurance, this isn't going to happen. We're we're going to lose a lot of owner-operators over this. The other, they also in this article, and I've talked about this before, there are a lot of questions. Who is this going to affect the most? Who's going to be um, the first group that gets enforced on? But then what about all these other questions? Well, what if I don't live in California, but I want to contract my truck to a carrier based in California? I We don't know the answer to that, but I wouldn't do it. If you're already in that situation, you might as well stay there and wait and see what happens. But I would be careful about starting something new in California. These laws are not very well settled at all. So I think we're going to be talking an awful lot about this. There are a lot of other states. Oh, I know I started to point a little earlier when we went through the emissions problems and it was California. Um, and then the federal government. And a lot of people, I can remember I got calls over and over and over, this is going to spread, this state's going to do it, that state's going to do it. And I said, look, I, I don't think they are. I really don't think they are. When you look at how complicated this was for California, how many problems it caused, I don't think you're going to see other states do this. And I fought with a lot of people about that for a long time, and it never really came true. We don't have any other states. I think there might be some ports down in Texas or maybe even a couple ports on the East Coast that have some stricter um, emission rules. But it it didn't spread. And I, I didn't think that it was going to. I wasn't worried about it spreading because the federal government already kind of put a fix in place for this meaning that the standards on new trucks would eventually solve the problem so why go through all those hassles the way California did so i didn't see that one spreading and it really didn't i'm going to take a different approach on this one i do think this one could spread because it's it's much easier to pass laws like this than it is to pass emission laws the way California did. Th- this is much easier. And I, it, there's already a lot of talk about it. There's already states. New Jersey's got a big push for a law like this. The problem at the federal level, <clears throat> there is a law, a, a bill in Congress right now passed the House, is stuck in the Senate. I don't worry about it. I don't see it getting passed. I don't see this Congress passing it, and because for the most part, they're running out of time and they have way too much going on. Um, otherwise, they might. but I'm not too worried about that that bill. Now, after November, I think politics are going to be a mess. Nobody's going to have a majority, I don't think. Um, So I believe we'll probably have more of a stalemate uh, in Congress. So I I don't think any kind of federal law is going to be passed soon, but... It looks like the Biden administration is trying to use agencies to to push this through so they don't need Congress to vote on it. Now, if that happens, then we're really going to have a mess because this will go back and forth every time an administration changes. If the Republicans get in office in 2024 And if the Democrats have tried to push through some sort of regulation instead of a law that was signed through Congress, then the Republicans will reverse it when they get into office. That's why these agencies and executive orders are just bad for us, bad for the economy, too much uncertainty, either pass it as a law or move on. But that's not what's happening. So we need to be prepared for that. Um, the other thing this article talked about that I really hadn't thought much about the two solutions, the two check system and the, you know, authority broker model, they're actually saying it might not be enough in California. Uh, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. You know, I, I said my theme today was kind of about, um, the economy in general, but more so what I'm starting to notice, you know, I've talked about this many times. Every morning I get up, I spend my time scrolling hundreds of headlines in the news about a bunch of different things. Uh, I have topics that things get sent to me automatically um, and I, st- I can see patterns in headlines. I don't need to read every article. I'd never finish if I tried but I can start to see patterns in headlines one of the patterns I'm starting to see but again you're you're not going to get this out of the mainstream media is how fast the economy is collapsing this time this one um, I was a little shocked about this here's an article uh, from fleet management FedEx contractor CSP financial model is collapsing Wow. So I'm very familiar with the FedEx system. I had trucks there for a couple decades. Um, I've been away from it for a while now, so I might not know all the details, but I'm I'm shocked that we're seeing an article like this already. Now, um, they do mention line haul in here. But uh, this isn't line haul. The, This is mostly the van contractors, the door-to-door delivery guys. Um, their line haul model is pretty safe, really. I, I, don't, I can't imagine anybody over there is struggling. They, it, it's, it's dedicated for the most part. You know exactly how much you're going to make. There's a, a, an interesting fuel surcharge program in place. I don't know if they've changed it or not. Um, when I was there, they, they had the best fuel surcharge program in the industry. The price for your fuel surcharge was not based on any government um, number, an industry number. They actually based the fuel surcharge rate on the price you paid for fuel. The average price you paid for fuel. Crazy as this sounds... When I still had trucks there, I used to get up every morning, check the fuel prices along the routes that my trucks were going to drive, and I would tell drivers where to fuel up. And I, I had never done that in the past. I let them go wherever they wanted. And they can fuel in the yard if they want. Um, <clears throat> but I started forcing them, telling them, no, you're going to fuel today, you're going to fuel at this stop. The funny thing was, I had worked out a formula. I was having them go to stops that the fuel was more expensive. There was a formula you could actually make it work in there. And I wrote a big spreadsheet and every day I'd say, go fuel here. And they'd be like, why are we fueling there? It's really expensive. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's how their fuel surcharge worked. It was awesome. So I don't see the line haul guys having much of a problem even though they mention them in this article. What they're talking about here though, They actually worked with FedEx Grounds' largest U.S. contractor. Uh, Spencer Patton, also founder and president of Route Consultant. Uh, They don't tell us how many contracts he has with FedEx, but if he's the biggest in the country, he's got a lot of vans. And boy, I, I will tell you, I used to work with these guys for accounting. I used to do a lot of accounting for the guys with vans. That's actually how I started my accounting business. Uh, I was with FedEx, so they would let me go out to whatever terminal I wanted, and when the guys were coming in in the afternoon with the vans, I'd sit there and tell them how much money I could save them on taxes, and I'd pick up a couple tax clients. So, I've been very familiar with the van market, even though I never had vans. I did A lot of tax returns for these guys. And I will tell you, adding a second van was always a struggle. It was hard to find people to keep in that van. You could pay them enough, make money. So these guys that built these giant networks of vans, (sighs) kudos to them. Couldn't have been easy. And this this is the biggest. But he is saying that um, it's happening so fast that uh, he's saying if um, if FedEx doesn't step up and increase some rates, um, they want them to increase uh, 50 cents per stop on the vans and 20 cents per mile for line haul. So they are actually asking for a, a line haul increase. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, he's... They gave some numbers in here. I guess these guys with the vans are really struggling. And it's, you know, the cost of fuel, labor, uh, the cost of replacing vehicles. It's all the same inflation stuff we're hearing everywhere, but it's hitting those uh, FedEx van contractors pretty hard. Here's another article. Now, we just, you know, went through a couple weeks of Protests in the ports of California. Now there is uh, an owner operator strike in Houston. Um, about 80 owner operators in the ports at Houston. Uh, looks like they all work for one company, HUD Transportation. Um, they're claiming that there's no way they can survive with the rates that they're getting. And, you know, when I look at this, they're getting uh, $75 a leg. Um, to go from the port in Houston to the HUD terminal. It's a 30-mile trip uh, per leg. So I guess... Does that mean they're getting 150 round trip? The problem here is these numbers don't tell you much. $75 to me on a leg honestly doesn't sound like much when you understand all the delays that happen in these container ports. If I could just run back and forth that 30 mile trip all day long with no delays, this would probably work really well. That's not the case. You get stuck waiting constantly uh, at the ports. So these, um, again, each one of these articles, when you take them on their own, not that big of a deal, but I'm starting to see a pattern here. Those were both specifically in trucking. We're already seeing problems and issues and people failing. Um, Here's another one, though, and I'm seeing more and more of this. So last week when they announced that we are now in a recession, using the same criteria we've used my entire life. This is really simple. Ask anybody that follows the economy, how do you define a recession? You'll get the same answer every time because we've done it the same way for decades. It's simple, two quarters of shrinking GDP. That's a recession. So you don't know you're in a recession till you're already in the recession because we have to wait till the numbers come in for that second quarter, which just happened last week. We had two quarters, six months of the GDP shrinking. That's a recession. Always has been. Everybody will tell you that, except the Biden administration. Oh, no, we're not in a recession. Not at all. And the number they're using to try to claim we're not in a recession is job growth and unemployment, except this is where I'm saying it's happening so fast, the media isn't even catching this. The other headlines I've been reading a lot of that I haven't read in a long, long time, companies laying people off. We have not seen those headlines. Now, during the pandemic, we did. When they shut down, people got laid off. That was an anomaly. Skip that, and I have not seen layoff notices in a long, long time, and all of a sudden, I'm starting to see a lot of them. Uh, One of the companies we talk about a lot, uh, Rivian, they're laying off 840 employees, several others in the news that's that's what's happening this economy is slowing down fast people are getting laid off so the biden administration can talk all they want about this isn't a recession let's see what happens next quarter i don't think they're really they can't deny it right now although they keep trying they just they want to change the definition remember they changed the definition of a vaccine. Look at all the problems that caused. Now we're changing the definition of a recession. It's just just pure ignorance here, or or maybe not. I, I it's really not ignorance. They're not this stupid. They've got a plan here. Um, so take the economy seriously. We are heading for a really severe downturn. Um, here's the the other headline. Um, How far will trucking rates fall? Spot rates indicate a strong dip for contracts is imminent. Joel and I talked about this on Friday, that it is now touching the contract market faster than we thought it would. So the spot rates are tanking. Fuel prices are keeping it up artificially somewhat. The contract rates are tanking. Um, The spread between contract and spot rates has been averaging around record low levels. uh, And that puts a lot of downward pressure on contract rates. That's really what we're starting to see. um, Now the contract rates are really starting to tank. That's going to cause a problem for fleets who had to start paying drivers a lot more money last year and this year. And I talked about it then. I mean, I, I you could see this coming. And I've said in all the other downturns I've been through, trucking companies never bothered to pay anybody any more money. This one was so steep, so severe, so long. Trucking companies had to start paying more. They didn't have a choice. And when it happened, I said, boy, that could... Uh, that could cause some problems for some companies, and now it's, uh, it's about to start happening. So, I am going to jump into some phone calls to free for all. Um, we have plenty of lines open if you want to jump in right now. We'll be here for the next uh, oh, 40 minutes or so, or until we run out of questions. So, jump in and join us, 855 950 3835. Anything goes, it's a free-for-all. Pick up the phone and join me. We're going to get started today in Michigan. Dave, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, good morning, Kevin. Hey, thanks for everything you do. You're welcome. Um, My question and or statement, um, you know, I've had, I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's in the mid-90s. Um. But back then, and even today, they only use that one number—the TSH, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. What a joke! You know, it's like using total cholesterol.
1: Is that what THS does? Is that in the thyroid?
0: No, no, I'm just making a comparison that the medical community likes to use that number total cholesterol when it's a meaningless number. The same thing with this thyroid number. They focus on one number and by itself, it's kind of meaningless.
1: Right. So, you know, in that range of zero to five or whatever that was, you know, I was like a 36. Yeah. And they're like, you we can't even imagine to function. And at the time, you know, I had a newer truck making on, uh, and making paintings on. And I knew something was wrong because I just couldn't stay awake. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is, you have to find something else to do, you know. Um, but, you know, they, they did that. I went to go and they did some kind of x ray, I guess, right on your neck. And he's okay, you have Hashimoto's. Put me on Synthroid, which was the regular branded Synthroid, and then I was on my wife's insurance, and they would always want to go to that peroxide. and you know. So one time I went on that. Well, it it didn't do the same thing as Synthroid. So the only thing that kind of saved my butt recently is got a new doctor, and you know, sound crass, but fortunately she has Hashimoto's as well. So now she does the three, three and four. Okay. Um, so for me to be that in the middle of that range, it takes my top number and almost puts it all the way. Like it might thyroid is overactive, you know, and then I find out there's actually,
0: now, that, that, to- that, that's the crazy part here is they, they misdiagnose this so bad. And he, for the most part, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with the thyroid. Graves, Hashimoto's, other autoimmune conditions, just poor thyroid function that's not autoimmune. There's just a lot of things that can go wrong with the thyroid. And they are just totally, they were misdiagnosing this. This doctor at least is on the right track now. Right. So, but sh- there, there's like two more tests they do for Hashimoto's, correct? It, there's several, yeah. Okay.
1: So, would you say it warrants getting all of those done?
0: I, well, here's my opinion. She may have, um, well, let, let's just say this. Um, almost all these thyroid conditions can be reversed. The only real problem we run into is thyroid cancer and people have their thyroid either fully removed or partially removed. Then there's problems. I mean, when we lose the body part, it becomes more of a challenge. Almost all of these conditions can be reversed. We've done it many, many times. So I I would say, and look, she may have Hashimoto's, but she doesn't know how to fix it because she still has it. If she knew how to fix it, she wouldn't have it. So she's on the right track in that she's using better numbers, but she will always default to the standard prescription drugs to, to manage this problem. And I, I will tell you that where I talked about this a week or so ago, um, thyroid conditions are now leading to another type of disease. So you're on your drugs for your thyroid, You'll always be on them. Uh, you'll always have to manage it, and it won't be right. It'll be better. Some of your symptoms will be suppressed, but it won't be right. And then you have to worry about getting something called thyroid eye disease, which happens after you've had you know, thyroid issues for long enough and you've been taking drugs. Now you'll be put on another drug. Uh, it, that's, that's the never-ending cycle of our standard medical system, and she's no different. She learned a couple things about Hashimoto's because she had it, but she's still treating it the way the traditional medical community does. I would say if you want to fix this, find a good functional medicine doctor that works with thyroid and get it fixed. Now, let me ask you something. Are you willing to radically change your diet? Oh, I've already,
1: I've been following you since,
0: since day one okay it, then then so, yeah. then you've already I, done I, all the hard work don't don't kind of fall into the trap of starting down the standard met right? i mean you already kind of have they've been they've had you on this drug for a while they tried another one it's not working right that it, this will never end so if you find you know have you ever heard me talk about uh, isabella wentz
1: yeah, in fact, I, when you did, and this was a while ago, you know, I, hey, I bought the book.
0: Good, good.
1: And, you know, and not, not not a speed reader by, by by any means. But, I mean, yeah, I, I went through that book, and she talked about diet. Um, and I think I have a lot of my symptoms under control. You know, I still have the funky fingernails and i don't have full eyebrows uh my hair quit falling out um you yeah, know i it, put a brush into my
0: and you're and at the point yeah you're yeah. at the point where your diet has helped Quite a bit, as a matter of fact. You would probably be in far worse shape right now had you not changed your diet. But this is one that diet alone doesn't always fix. It can kind of manage it, and you could kind of keep doing what you're doing, work with this doctor, you know, manage it. Or you could go find somebody who's really good at working with thyroid issues and just get it fixed.
1: Okay. Um, One thing that she did that helped Um, I want to armor thyroid. You think that's worth the extra money?
0: Well, here's the thing. I don't want to take any drugs. My goal would be not to take any drugs. And I would work really hard to try to accomplish that first. And for the most part, if people still have their thyroid, we can usually fix this without drugs. Once you lose part of the thyroid, then, then it becomes much more difficult, but you're not there. I mean, you still have the ability to fix this. So I wouldn't be trying to decide which drugs better or worse or more expensive or cheaper. I, I just don't want to take any of them. Got it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I, at this point, um, strict, I would say strict keto, not kind of sorta, but strict. Good. Good.
0: Uh, so it, and since we know you can be strict with the diet, and that's a really good thing, that's the most important factor here, you may want to look at doing like 60 days of AIP paleo. Okay. That's the diet that can actually start to now with thyroid, there are some other factors that can that can make this more difficult. But You are dealing with an autoimmune condition. So there's two things here. There's the why do you have an autoimmune condition and let's go fix that. And that's a gut thing, actually. So the AIP paleo diet is all about fixing and healing the gut and allowing the immune system to kind of get a break. And then the immune system can balance itself. That's totally separate from what your immune system is causing. So the immune system is out of whack when we have any autoimmune condition. For example, I technically, I don't have it anymore, I've reversed it. I have an autoimmune condition. I've got um, arthritis, the autoimmune form of arthritis, Uh, but it's gone. I have no markers and I have no symptoms. So technically, I guess I don't have it, but I have been diagnosed with it and I've had the markers in the past. So you and I, even though we're dealing with two totally different things, the fix is the same. We have to fix our gut and rebalance our immune system now for me once i fix the gut rebalance the immune system my autoimmune condition just goes away arthritis is actually pretty simple it doesn't always work with the thyroid but we still need to do that we need to go fix the gut we need to get the auto the immune system balanced and then see if the thyroid has kind of worked itself out or do we need to to work on that specifically
1: You know, the amazing thing is, Kevin, I've learned more about health from you than I ever have from any doctor.
0: Uh, Yeah, and I know. know that sounds crazy, but the problem is our doctors aren't taught health. That's not part of their education. As crazy as that sounds, our doctors are never really taught anything about health, or they would know all this stuff we talk about every day. All they're really taught is how to diagnose a disease and prescribe a drug for it.
1: Yeah, I know. That, that, that is totally sad. It is. You know, once really? that, oh, this is, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Or so, um, I had a real bad case of diverticulosis. So where sitting in a restaurant, I said to my wife, boy is it hot in here is it just me? And she said, boy, you don't look too good. And I mean, I collapsed on the table. Oh boy. Yeah, that's bad. And we, downtown Chicago went to Northwestern, uh and the, um, it was a weekend. So the attending physician for the emergency room, whatever, I don't know if she, what her field was at this point, but you know, they wanted to cut on me immediately. Right. Because <laughs> yep. yep. oh, She says, Hey, yes, yeah, we're going to give you a couple of days. We're just going to starve you see what happens. And she, I mean, I was heavy. And so, I went for a colonoscopy after that, and she said, yeah, you, you know, patients don't look swell. I didn't have any polyps or anything. And she said, you know, you're going to have to change your diet. She said, do you eat a lot of wheat? You know, and I guess I'm stunned, and the doctor goes, yeah, I guess. You know, I'm thinking, right. you know, wheat, whatever. She says, oh, no, you know, bread. You you're gonna have to stop bread and this and that. Because I I don't know if that's what it is, but that's a good place to start. Shit. And yeah, it was right. You know, and and I used to love oh. fried gizzards. You know, I'm going oh, down yeah. in the south, right? Yep. Oh, love those. Yep. And um, so I did eat clean for a while. And said, ah, yeah, let's let me get me some gizzards. <laughs> oh man, about an hour later. Kevin, I was in such pain isn't that crazy like, okay, I my yeah Learn my lesson that's it
0: yeah you know yeah. now here's here's the shame oh. here's a doctor who really wants to do the right thing doctors do I don't have a problem with doctors they're not evil people in fact they're probably the opposite I think at Clearly, a lot of people become doctors for the money, but a lot become become doctors because that's their personality. They want to help people. And it's a shame our system is so screwed up. Here's this intelligent woman who's a doctor. She's made it through medical school and she has to guess whether or not wheat might be the problem. And guess what? She's on the right track. She absolutely is. Wheat is the biggest offender in our diet that really just tears up our gut. But she should know this. That's what they should be teaching her in medical school. And guess what? She'd be really good at it if they just taught her all this stuff.
1: Or, or let her prescribe that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. all they wanted to do was, boy, hey, we're going to cut like 15 feet out of your thing. And I'm like, <laughs> well, what does that really <laughs> entail? Yeah, right. You know, like, yeah, no, I I think I'm going to go with what this other lady has to say. Well, you we'll know see I, what? What happened?
0: I had a similar story. I mean, I—I've told this before. I got in a motorcycle accident when I was like 20, 21. I don't remember. It was bad. Um, almost died. I spent about three weeks in the hospital. It was touch and go for a while, and I did some pretty serious internal damage. I lacerated my liver, uh, I busted both my hips, separated one of them, almost tore my leg off at the knee, uh, and I also um, damaged my intestines. The impact, and because of that, and I didn't know this, I would get um, I would get nausea and start vomiting and not be able to stop no matter what. And that had never happened to me in my life. And I'd end up in the emergency room at some point, you're dehydrated. You can't keep doing it. Nothing would stay down. And it turned out what happened was the damage I did to my intestines. um, Anything might aggravate it. Something that might give somebody else a case of indigestion or a little bit of food poisoning. I'd be in the emergency room with a bowel blockage that, that, scar tissue would swell and constrict and then you'd get a blockage there and i mean you can die from that um so i was in hawaii uh i was at a big event that i had spent a lot of money on and had to get an ambulance to the emergency room and spent four days in the hospital and and when i went into emergency the doctor in the emergency room that night was a surgeon And, you know, the saying when the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail and he wanted Mm -hmm. to operate immediately. Oh, we have to cut out the blockage or you're going to die. And I said, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. I feel really bad right now, but I'm pretty sure I would know if I was about to die. I don't think I'm going to die. And, well, you don't understand, this is dangerous. And I said, wait a minute, I've I've had this happen two other times. This isn't my first rodeo. And, you know, the same thing, they put the tube down into my stomach. You know, I'll be here for three or four days, really miserable. But it worked the other two times. I don't think you need to be cutting. So uh, he pushed and pushed and pushed. And I just said, no, you're not doing it. If I feel like I'm going to die, I might change my mind. But right now you're not doing it so they put the tube in which is awful but you know i got out in four days then i went to see a specialist to figure out what's going on this is the third time it's happened and his first thing when i told him the story about hawaii he said you did the right thing he said surgeons want to operate that's what they do he said but let's think about this your problem is caused by scar tissue on your intestine." They want to cut out that scar tissue where there's a blockage because there's a blockage. But guess what they do when they cut out that piece? They create two more areas of scarring. Mm -hmm. He said, you'll end up with the same problem and probably worse. So he said, you know, he, he laid out this treatment. Here's how we deal with it when it happens. Turns out, um, you know, I, have to, I used to have to take three, three pretty powerful drugs if I thought I was starting an episode. And they would wipe me out for about two days. I mean, I couldn't do much of anything. Turns out the absolute best fix for this is cannabis. Hands down. Um, So much better than all the drugs they gave me Uh, takes care of the problem almost immediately. No side effects. Um, I'm not down for two or three days. So it, you know, there's, there are better options, but the surgeon, their answer is we're going to operate.
1: Yeah. That's, you know, like I say, in my case, I was at a teaching hospital and that's what they wanted to do. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, would you rather, you know, be home for two weeks or be laid up, you know, for yeah. six months? Yeah. It's not home. It's not it. You know? So, yeah. but yeah, it, so, it's just amazing. This, to, uh, the, stuff, the stuff you talk about is so down to earth and it doesn't really cost you anything. You know what I mean? To, to eat, but it doesn't really cost any more. In fact, it probably costs less because you're
0: not buying all the crap. It, it can. You know? here, here's the problem, though. This is a really good topic. Here's the problem. It, it is a lot less expensive than traditional medicine, except... For some screwy reason, our insurance companies won't cover any of it, so for the average person, they look at it and go, oh, no, look, if I just go to my doctor, I pay a $10 copay and I'm done. You want me to go to this functional medicine doctor, it's going to charge me $5,000 up front. And that is about the price for a good full workup with a functional medicine doctor. You're probably going to pay between $2,500 and $5,000 initially and insurance won't cover it. So it is actually cheaper, but nobody thinks that because they're used to insurance companies paying for almost everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. It is. It is. It's uh, crazy. The system's a mess. You know? um, we can do what we can do. And, you know, it, you really do have to take responsibility for your own health. The doctors and the medical system, no matter how much they care, the system is totally broken.
1: Yeah. You know, hey, one other thing, you know, we watch, well, we don't watch it when it's on. We tape it. Uh, we watch Gutfeld on Fox News. Yeah. Yeah. He gave a compliment to Cory Booker. Cory Booker said he wanted to lose weight. He was running. Nothing happened. So he decided that he was going to give up sugar. (laughs) Okay. And I have not heard anything about that. Because we all know these politicians got their hands out to everybody. Yeah. And I'm sure Coca-Cola, Gatorade, and
0: all them people Went when he said that. Oh, I'm sure. And I've, I, yeah. have you seen any follow up on that? No, and there there won't be. The, these companies have figured out now that the sugar thing is out of the bag. You can't stick that one back in. Um, We, most people now are finally starting to understand that sugar in the diet is a problem. So they're cutting back on sugar. Even the new federal guidelines actually address sugar. Finally, here's the big problem, though. Sure, these people are going to cut out sugar there. Many of them are going to go to products that use artificial sweeteners, and that's going to be as big or maybe even a bigger problem, just different. Some people will actually cut out sugar and they'll see an improvement in their health and they might lose a little bit of weight. What nobody's talking about, though, is that starches are identical to sugar and grains are a huge problem in our diet because they they react just like sugar. I mean, eating a piece of whole wheat bread can do the same thing to your blood sugars, eating a Snickers bar. And on top of that, you get all the damage from the grains, but nobody's talking about that yet. That, that hasn't made it anywhere near the mainstream, really. The sugar thing has, and and, and it's too late. I mean, the, those, those companies will figure out something else. They'll put out a bunch of sugar-free products with a bunch of garbage in them, and they'll keep selling stuff. But the, the sugar thing, I think everybody kind of gets that now, um, but it, it's only a small part of the problem, and that's what most people don't understand.
1: But I've never heard a politician say that. No, no. And, and you, you know, don't. That, that that is weird. Yeah. You know. And then after tomorrow, I guess I can't go grocery shopping with my wife anymore because that- when you see the well, you see the people in the store that should have a wide load banner on their on their butt. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I always. Find- for everything they have in their cart. I know. You know? I know. But you it's, stop that. It's hard not to. It's I, hard not to, though. Man. And, you know, you do it because you want to help people. I, You know, I, and I don't walk around the grocery store telling people what they should eat. That would be a really bad idea. But you want to. You look at them and you can see their health problems. And you look in their shopping cart and you can see what's causing their health problems. And you want to help. But you can't. I. Right now, when you see
1: ding dongs and ho hos and I, you know frosted yeah. flakes, and then and then diet pops, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, there you. you the the carts
0: up. carts overflowing, and I can't find any real food anywhere in there. Yeah, I know it's crazy. So,
1: but anyway, hey, I won't take any, any more time. Thanks again, Kevin. You you're a godsend.
0: You are. It's it, it, it just. Um, You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Find a good functional medicine doctor. Let's work on this thyroid thing once and for all. You know, I I would say do a one-on-one with us, but I I think at some point we would probably end up bringing in somebody to really work with you more on the thyroid. we're not doing a lot of more advanced kind of blood work. We do some basic blood stuff, but uh, so this I think let's just let's just right from the start, let's go find somebody that really works with thyroid and get this fixed. Let's go to Texas. We've got phone lines open. I will either be here for another 15 minutes or so until we run out of calls. so line them up 855. 855- Nine five zero three eight three five. We're off to Texas this time. Fred, welcome to the program. Morning, Kevin. What's on your mind today?
2: Uh, Well, before I get to the rates and uh, uh, that I've been seeing in the lane that I'm running, um, you know, listening to you, I lost sixty pounds. I mean, you give me all kinds of poking information. I had it right at five, eating
0: Lucky (laughs) Chum. (laughs) <laughs> that's right the government says so now
2: i mean at five years old i was eating lucky chums i had that can,
0: diet secure. that's right that's right can, can you believe that this new system actually rates a fake egg fried in bad seed oils they rate that higher than a real egg fried in butter that is just insane to me i
2: I, I skimmed through Dr. Marcola's, uh
0: article, and it was—it's mind blowing. It is it's mind blowing. It, it's just insane right. that they're—they're they're going to publish this as real advice. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, my my uncle used to tell me when I was a young kid, 15, 16, trying to lift the gym, and he used to say, and people were talking about egg whites way back then. Oh, I remember. And my uncle used to say to me. And my uncle used to say to me that now uh, not to get religious but God made the human being perfect why would why would why would a whole egg and a uh, yard system not digest a whole egg and take those nutrients and put them in the right place
0: he he was a smart man he got it
2: yeah um, uh, yeah, yeah I mean he was a philosopher he actually was almost a priest he went to the monastery but he became he got he got corrupted by those 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 women that we all get corrupted by. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, Thank it, God it, for that. But anyway, yeah,
0: it, it, it's just, you know, it's just so bad. And, you know, when we started figuring this out, I was optimistic that maybe things would start to turn around on a big scale. They're not turning around on a big scale. They're getting worse.
2: Uh, yes, they are. They are. They're they're doubling down because of the money. Yeah, yeah. The pharma the pharmaceuticals, and 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 the standard, you know, the standard American diet. You know, the Kellogg and and all the other companies and the fake meats and everything. You know, it's 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 all. Uh, I hate to say they're working hand in hand, but it doesn't seem like they. It doesn't seem anything different.
0: No, and in, in fact, you know, since we brought up health, one of the topics, and I'll, I'll probably go deeper into this on Wednesday, but um, there's there's a lot going on with the vaccines again. You wouldn't know it because you never see it reported anywhere, um, but I, I had several headlines here that, you know, been following these patterns. Uh, listen to some of these uh, again. Headlines: Long-term disability claims are soaring among pilots. So, um, wow. And I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'll read this because it's pretty interesting. A short article. It says the pilots' union. At a major U.S. airline internally reports, listen to this, a 300 percent rise in long-term disability claims among its members who are all vaccinated because the airlines forced them to be vaccinated. So we know yep, they're all vaccinated yep, yep. and now they have a 300 percent increase in long-term disability claims.
2: It's amazing. It really is, and, and you know the the criminal part of this is that back in the Reagan administration is when they gave the 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 pharmacy pharmaceutical companies the uh, the waiver that they won't be they won't be held liable for the back any oh, vac- yeah. vac- vaccine. They,
0: That's insane. Um, That's insane.
2: You know they they came they came to Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan and said you know. We we can't we we can't we're going to stop making vaccines because it's not probable unless you you uh, you know give us the uh, I forgot what they call it, but immunity, immunity yeah. to that. Right? Yeah. And
0: Reagan, Reagan turned to them and said well, to them, why don't you just make them safe? I, I was just going to say, wait a minute. If the problem <laughs> here is these things are so unsafe, you have to charge more money to pay for all the damage you're doing. Maybe they shouldn't be on the market at all. That was Ronald Reagan. He was a very
2: pragmatic, pragmatic guy. I mean, yeah. you know, practices. He, he just said, why not you just make him safe? Exactly. And you know, there was no, there was, you know, but of course, politics and money got involved. So they got the immunity. Yeah. But uh, another real quick thing, my son, 19, going to be 20, came down with COVID last week. He was, he was feeling better in two days. Um, three days, he was pretty much back to himself. My wife actually over the weekend came down with COVID. She was vaccinated with the J and J shot about a year and a half ago, a year ago, whatever. She's knocked on her butt all weekend long. She'd feel good for an hour, do something and be knocked back on her butt. Well, he, um, she's she's feeling better today. Um, I I don't know. You know well, so.
0: here's the thing that I, I really hope, but I'm not very optimistic. I, I would hope that, the vaccine itself as a vaccine, although it's not, they had to redefine vaccines, um, but we'll, we'll call it that. I, I would hope that at, at worst, it's just a horrible failure. It's just not effective, but that's not the worst part of it. We're really worried that this thing is actually causing severe long-term problems in some people, a lot of people.
2: I know, but I, here, know. I know, I know. Another,
0: here's another headline. Um, One of the places I've been getting a lot of my information from is British Columbia because they publish good information. They've been putting out this little, they use this donut chart, and they do hospitalizations, critical care, and death. So the last one I got to see on this was um, in May. So I'll just go through these numbers real quick. Hospitalizations. These are people who ended up in the hospital with COVID. They're truly there with COVID. Um, 65% of the people in British Columbia showing up in the hospital with COVID so severe they need to be admitted. 65% of them are vaccinated and fully boosted. They have every shot that's available to them. 17%. No, I'm sorry. That is. Wait a minute. Let me open this up. Yeah, the, the, the dark purple vaccinated, two, two doses of vaccine, 65%. 17% fully vaccinated and boosted. Uh, another 3% uh, vaccinated with one dose. And what that left is of the people being hospitalized in BC, 15% are unvaccinated. The other 85% right. have some sort of a vaccine. Now we go to critical Back. Back. care. Yeah. We go to critical care. 54% fully vaccinated. 25% fully vaccinated, fully boosted. 3% roughly one dose of the vaccine. 18% unvaccinated. Remember this phrase? We heard it over and over and over. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, why aren't we saying it's now a pandemic of the vaccinated? Because it is by far. It's not even close. Now, listen to this. Let's talk about death because they keep telling us, yeah, you're going to get it. Yeah, you're still going to spread it. You might get it multiple times, but you're not going to die if you have the vaccine. Wait a minute. Here are the numbers. 75% of the people dying are fully vaccinated, not boosted, fully vaccinated and not boosted. 75%. 15% are fully vaccinated, fully boosted. So that's 90% Uh, of the people dying. Oh no, we can throw in another 2% that only have one dose of the vaccine. 92% of the people dying from COVID in this hospital had some form of vaccination. 9% of the people dying were unvaccinated. Now, guess what happened to this data? British Columbia is no longer publishing it. It's gone. I can't find it. Not only that, there's this thing of, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, called the Wayback Machine.
2: Uh, I I remember something about that. Yeah,
0: it, it basically stores old website changes. So you can go back and look to see what was on a website two months ago. So as soon as I couldn't find this data anymore, I went and checked. They somehow managed to scrub it off of all that. You can't even go back and see the data anymore.
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I just want to just go off topic real quick. I just watched the show on Amazon, uh, the terminal list written by uh, Jack Carr, who is a SEAL, with Chris Chris Pratt. If you haven't watched it, it's an excellent show. It's only eight, 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 eight episodes. Excellent show. They show some things in there that the government does. It's pretty, pretty intense. Oh, um, oh. But anyway, it's it just... but. Yeah this is, this, is, this is really, really insane. One, one more of the world we're let living me, in now and how the government got.
0: Let me give you one more of that. I, like I said, I was collecting headlines this morning. Five physicians, four of them are younger than 50. one of them was over 50. Five physicians in the Toronto area. So we're talking about a, a you know, pretty controlled group here. Five physicians have died in the last two weeks.
2: Yeah. Well, like you say, just because they're medical professionals don't mean they're health educated and health.
0: Yeah. One of these doctors that died, she is a 27 year old triathlete and she died from wow. cardiac collapse. Sound familiar?
2: Oh, yeah. Myocarditis. Yep. Yeah. What a shame. What a shame. The 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 long term ramifications are yet to be discovered on these vaccines.
0: It, it is really really scary, and they're going to come up with a the, whole bunch of new variations on this vaccine for all the new variants. They're coming. They're already working on them, but oh, they yeah. are no different. Yep. They are still mRNA vaccines.
2: Well, I'll give you some some real real world correlations to this COVID. About a month and a half ago, we were up in New York. My youngest daughter got engaged, which was a great thing. She, uh, she we were in a backyard eating some some food, and I had broke my plastic fork. And she got up to meet some people, and so I grabbed her fork and I finished my plate. I put her fork back down. Next day, she comes down with COVID. <laughs> I didn't have any symptoms whatsoever. Okay, all right. Same thing with this weekend here. You know, of course, I, I got home Thursday night. I did a local on Friday. I yeah you know, around my wife the whole weekend, kissing her. She got a little sick. I said, that's okay. You know, and then she finally got tested over the weekend and come down with COVID. I still feel fine. Yeah. Not that I, not that I'm immune. Right, I just think right. that you know uh, the things I've been doing. I think it, are are kind of helping my I, system ward up again. I'm sure. of it. I I don't wash my hands after I go into the food store, and like my wife, I uh, I forgot what happened. She I I got something on my hands that I threw. Oh, well, the COVID test. I had it. Yeah, you know, I did all the things for her in the COVID test. And she said, you better wash your hands. So I grabbed my face. I said, what am I going to do? You know, with my eyes open. I said, what am I going to do with this shoot? you're insane. I said, yeah, I know. I'm a little insane. I said, but what are you going to do? I said, I oh, can't. Man. We live in the same house. You know, exactly. it's, it's the same, Come on. you know. Right. I mean, what am I going to do? I said to her. Right. I said, it is what it is. I either catch it or I don't catch it. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but to my... to the to the point of my call I don't know if it's just flatbeds right now Being the summertime And work slowing down But I usually I, I go up to Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas area a lot And I usually do a local or two up there During the midweek And then find a low going back to Texas So I'm home on the weekends The last week and a half I was up there um, There hasn't been any any real local work At all going on up there Which is very, very shocking Yeah me. And um, I've been seeing rates were usually in the threes, low threes, mid threes. Now they're in the twos, mid to, mid to low twos um, on on the stuff I've been doing. Uh, not my not my regular customers, but but the stuff I, I see on the load board. I called up today. I had a guy offer me a load for a dollar eighty five a mile.
0: I, I was just gonna say if. You know, if the fuel prices drop at all, those low twos will become high ones. You know, buck seventy, buck yeah. eighty, buck ninety. Yeah. That's already happening, even with fuel prices as high yes, as they are. Even,
2: and I, I i said that to i said that to the broker. I said, "Listen," I says, "You know, fuel prices have come down some, maybe forty cents or so." I says, "But I said, really, I I said there's other loads out there. I just can't justify right now in my head a dollar 85 86 worked out to be. I said, you know, um, you know, I appreciate it. I said keep my number. If you can't move it, you know, give me a call and we'll we'll talk about it. I said, but I you know, I mean I'm, it's just Monday, I'm gonna be delivering up there tomorrow afternoon. And the load I was supposed to get pushed off a week because of job site concerns, not because of any other reasons. Yeah. So I'm kind of at the mercy of the load board this week.
0: Yeah. Um, you know I I, I kinda wonder when you watched what happened last week, all every day last week, Tuesday through Friday, there was economic news. It was all bad. Every yeah. Everything that came out was, was worse than we expected it to be. Even the people who were looking at it, knowing it was going to be bad, it was worse than what we thought. And yet the administration spent the entire week telling us we're in a great economy.
2: Well, I know. Well you know, I'll tell you it's really odd though. The S and P rose last week oh, and so did the NASA. I mean the,
0: overall. The the stock market, yes, but look back historically and when we go through these yeah, periods, the stock market is volatile. It does things <laughs> nobody can yeah. predict. It so well I saw I yeah, I saw a chart over the weekend in
2: 08, in 08, um, the stock market actually rallied yes. until it plummeted. Exactly. So this it, is, is going to give a lot of people false hope to, 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 to get in hard and heavy. And, you know, I listen to a lot of business channels and a lot of talking heads, and there's still a lot of mixed eggs out there. But a lot of people say that we're still not out of the woods, majority
0: of them. I, I You know, I, I don't even think we're in the woods yet. Okay. So, I, so I think it's going to get far worse. When they say we're not out of the woods, they're talking like this is almost over. Hell, it's just starting.
2: A lot of people, a lot of people think that inflation
0: has has peaked. Yeah, not, not even close. You know what I'm looking forward to? Seriously, I am seriously looking forward. I'm thinking about selling some things. I've been talking about, you know, collecting cash for several years now. We've certainly been doing it. I am looking forward to buying a CD that's going to pay me 10%. Happened in 1980. I think it can happen again. Uh, I remember those. Yep. I remember those. Yes, yep. I do. I, I, I do. I remember I was like, what, 17? Um, my brother-in-law yeah. was teaching me how to paint cars back then. He would come over on the weekends. We had a, I had a beautiful garage set up at home My dad did. Uh, he would teach me how to paint cars. It was pretty awesome. He's one of the most disciplined people I've ever seen around money. In fact, he, he took it to an extreme. I just, I don't, let me tell you how much of an extreme he took it to. You'll, you'll appreciate this. It's kind of funny. Um, He, his younger brother would ride to work with him. They worked in two different places, but it was close enough. They could kind of ride together. Um, He told, he told his brother, you can only use the radio for 10 minutes during each leg of the trip to and from work, because the longer you run things like that, the faster my battery will wear out. Wow. Yeah, that's how wow. much of an extreme... I hope he's a millionaire. Wait, oh, he, I hope
2: he's a millionaire.
0: Many times over, and you know what he did for God. an occupation his whole life? What's that? Body work. That's all he ever did. Wow. He's a body man. He is wow. multi-millionaire today. It's Good a, for him. Yeah. Good yeah. For him. Um, pretty, pretty... So... He was teaching me this, and I didn't know anything about money. And, you know, I knew we were in an inflation. He couldn't get a job. It was a bad time. But he was telling me he was taking his money back then, and he wasn't a millionaire then. He was still fairly young. Um, But he was buying CDs, $10,000 at a time, that were paying a little over 10% interest at the time.
2: Yes. Well, I mean, you also remember, and for the younger listeners out there, Mortgage rates in the late 70s, early 80s were in the 12% to 14 to sometimes 16%. I, I was
0: going to say, I remember them peaking around 16%, I thought.
2: Yep. Yep, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yep. And, and, it, and they it, had they had a hard time up until about 83, I think is when everything started changing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you have 16% mortgage rates, you are going to have 10% CD rates.
2: Oh, Yeah. Every bit of it. Yeah. Yes, sir.
0: Now, the problem is,
2: uh, you know, you, I don't almost know, everybody I don't
0: know how, how- ends up in the wrong position. They end up with a big mortgage yep. at 16% and they have no cash. So they're, they are just screwed. If, and this is why I've been saying it since 2017, pay down debt and save cash. Interest rates are going to go through the roof. If you have debt, you're going to get killed. If you have cash, you're going to come out ahead.
2: Yes. Well, that's why. I mean, a few years back, I, I took a small mortgage out of my house, which was paid for, unfortunately. But I was only at two seven five. Exactly. Um, and, that... and and I, you know, as much as I've been, I've been paying things down. I haven't really attacked that yet because I'm trying to get other things down. Um, mean mostly business related stuff. Yeah. Um, but I uh, I. Um, yeah, I, I think we're in for a huge blood death. You get a lot of people that's never seen any kind of real downturn since since oh seven and and oh uh, eight. And even that wasn't as as long lived as some of the other stuff that you and I have been through.
0: Yeah, my my biggest challenge looking at what's coming I'm kind of excited in some ways uh, because there's going to be a lot of opportunities that just haven't been around for the last couple of years real estate uh, I am looking to start to you know gather some real estate here in the gorge I know the market Um, I'm just waiting for better prices now Um, and and my challenge will be if if Interest rates go through the roof and we have great CD rates. You know, do I want to put my cash into that? Because that's absolutely guaranteed. No risk whatsoever. Or do I want to collect some real estate while the prices are down? Um, Tough call.
2: Well, I mean, if you have, if you're in that position and you don't have to really grab a mortgage out of it, then the real estate is definitely the, the the best thing, um, you know, long-term, uh, that's what's killing the markets now is, is two things is, is not, no, there's no, uh, inventory on the, on the books. And, um... You know, people uh people have, mortgages have actually doubled in the last two years, pretty much.
0: Oh yeah. And and, uh, rates. and yeah. That's gonna get worse because they just raised the, the Fed rate another three quarters of yep, a basis point of last week. Yep, so yep. we can now probably expect that we could see mortgages start topping 7% uh, in the next couple of months. And the next time the Fed meets, they're going to raise rates again. We know this is coming. They're telling us it's coming. Here's the, yeah, here's you know, the really I, scary thing. And this is why I'm thinking we could end up with 10% CD rates again. Here is how you stop inflation. Just like we know when we're in a recession, we know how to stop inflation. We know when it will stop. It will stop when the interest rate exceeds, at least matches or exceeds the inflation rate. That's how this works. Yeah. So what's the, what was the inflation right. rate the last time we got it? Was it what, 9.2, 9.6, 9.2? something like that? Yep. Yeah, that means we've yep. got to get to ten percent interest rates before this will stop. That's if inflation doesn't keep right. going up, and it probably well, will. From what
2: I understand, from what I understand, Jay Powell, who is the Federal Reserve Chairman, um, made made innuendos saying that um, they may we may have to live with a high inflation rate long term meaning a couple of years, because I don't think they have the stomach to raise rates that quickly. That's that high.
0: Wow. Wow. I, yeah. Just,
2: just yeah. Cause the, I, I, like I said, I, I, I dive into these talking heads and they digest this and, and try to put it out on the, on the network. Yeah. So we can understand it. Yeah. And well, that's what, that's what a lot of people are getting out of this.
0: And, and if that's the case, think about what that means. We have people who can't survive right now. We're going to see bankruptcies explode.
2: Yeah, mortgage foreclosures, uh, you know, repossessions on cars, trucks, boats, RVs, anything, anything finance is really going to. um, And, you know, this whole unemployment, uh, employment ratio. They really aren't taking into effect of the people that are just not looking for work. right? So it's really a false number on top of this. I mean, right. people have to understand. Unfortunately, I, like I said, I'm a little, I dive into this stuff, so I kind of hear too many people talking the same way. Uh, and that's what they're all saying. Um, yeah, we have. So, I, I think we're, we're have, in for a real, real rough ride.
0: I think we have two issues that are kind of obscuring the facts here, um, as as far as what this unemployment number really means. One of the things I think was the fact that we've been talking a long time about the baby boomers retiring. We know that's going to change yep. our economy. Right when we're yep. just about at the peak of the baby boomers retiring, we got hit with a pandemic and lockdowns. A lot of those people just retired early. They're, they're not going to come yep. back. Yep. If they were within three years of retirement, we just went through two years of this. A lot of those people aren't coming back. They just retired early. Well, that's one well, you number. Look but
2: at, here's you a, look at the
0: here's another number that's screwing okay. this up, and I know this for a fact. I talk to people all the time. The gig economy. A lot of people, when the jobs got all weird and lockdowns, and they they all went to Uber and Instacart and Lyft, and there's a lot of people doing that that just never went back to the traditional job market.
2: Correct. Now let's take. Let's just take a, a, a map macro, let's go with our industry for a second. The, the the median age, which is the average age of a trucker is 54 to 57, I think. Is that correct?
0: Sounds about right. Yeah.
2: Okay. So prior to this whole boom, the average salary for a trucker was between 40 and 60,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so now you, you lock down, you give everyone all this accentuated unemployment where they're making 30 to forty thousand sit home and you're 50 you're 57 to 65 are you really gonna come back out here and moving your truck
0: and and we can combine those two factors those people that were getting yeah. all of that free money from the government nothing stopped them from going and doing the gig economy
2: exactly exactly so that's why we had us we always had this driver shortage. Uh, but now it, 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 accentuated it because you have all of these older truckers that say, you know what? I'm making 40 grand to sit on my, yeah. you know, my butt and I can get a, maybe, maybe get a, a, a job under the table for a hundred bucks a day or whatever your, yeah, you know, whatever they, they pay in your area and, or get Uber or do something else and, you know, hook up a pickup truck to RVs and whole RVs around. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it, There's so many other thing opportunities out there for a guy who can retire, get all this extra money from the government for two years to three years. And then,
0: you know, so here's 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 what I wonder. You know, we we went through the whole thing last year. Uh, Inflation is transitory. And we all screamed, "No, it's not!" And they kept saying it. It's transitory, and we kept screaming, "No, it's not!" Yes. And now that yeah. we were correct, it was not transitory. Now st- they, they 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 didn't even change the damn word. Now what they're saying is our economy is just in a transition. We, isn't that the same as transitory? You tried to pull that last year. Now you're saying it's in a transition. Yeah. This isn't really out. What are well, they going to do next month or the month after? When know, the data comes you know, you know as
2: well as I do. You know when they when you control the language, you control the narrative.
0: I I never understood that. You know, I've heard this for a long time and I used to think that doesn't make any sense to me. They're just words, but this is a powerful thing. I'm finally starting to get it that that is you get it now. Yeah, I I, I I, took
2: me a while. It took me a while to understand that as well.
0: Yeah, I I didn't get it. And I'm talking, I'm still struggling with the fact that this language thing is that powerful that they keep changing well, you have the to... definitions of things and nobody knows what the hell anybody's talking about anymore.
2: Well, if we take two steps back, if we take two steps back and keep the wor- regular working person in this country, first of all, husbands and wives are both working. Someone else is raising their kids if they don't have a family member to help out. So they're so busy trying to keep all the balls in the air that when they do decompress, they definitely don't watch the news. What little bit of news they get, 98% of it is pushing one agenda. Yeah. So they don't have time to think about this, so they, they just kind of check out, and they just say, oh, well, this is the way it is, and this is what they're saying, so okay, that everyone else is, is, is agreeing with them, except for one or two outlets, so those people are crazy over there on those one or two outlets, so let's just, that's what it is. And they're too busy trying to get you know, little Jimmy or or Sally or whatever to to soccer practice and band camp and all this other stuff that, you know, it's, 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 that's, that's where we're at. And that's what everything. Yeah,
0: I, I, I just wish I could get Americans to do one thing, one thing, just take one day, get up in the morning, get, get yourself really comfortable in a chair, have plenty of snacks for the day. And I just want every American to spend one day watching the news but i want them to switch back and forth and we're going to make this simple there are some other good news sources out there but we'll make it simple i just want people to spend the entire day watching the news from morning till night and every 30 minutes switch back and forth between fox and cnn it is insane yeah, you, you give would you- think yeah. you would think that you were on two totally different planets
2: Yes. Yes. You know, I was going to say I, I saw a, an hour or so long uh, uncensored interview with a macro economist. The guy really focuses on issues. And he said that this this here recession and this year time we're in may be the worst we've seen yet, because this is a Ponzi scheme of the federal government's debt. And there's no one else to bail them out, except that, that's, because everything that's else before point. this, everything has has been bailed out by the by the by the U.S. government. The housing bubble, the tech bubble, yeah. all of this stuff has been bailed out by the U.S. government. Now it's come yeah, where the where hey, the debt is so large that, that there's no one to bail us out.
0: Let's clarify something, though let let's, let's say it like it is because they've brainwashed it language here. They've brainwashed into using us the yeah. wrong word. The federal government isn't bailing anybody out because the federal government doesn't have a penny. That's our money. Right. We are the ones that right. have well, to uh, bail yeah, everything you're right. out.
2: You're right. You're right. And that's why, that's why they'll never, they'll never go to a fair tax. They'll never do anything to that, to that detriment of their Ponzi scheme.
0: Yeah yeah it's uh it's about to get interesting, I think. Um, Fred, I'm gonna cut you loose. Good' it's stuff. Scary. yeah, it is. Yeah. it is. we'll We'll keep talking about it. and you know i I don't just spend all my time trying to find all the problems. I really am looking for solutions and things like pay down debt and save cash. How many times did I say that for the last three or four years? And if you did, you're in good shape. We're still in for a tough time, but it, you you want to if you have to go through these tough times, you want to make sure you put yourself in the best position you can. Let's go to California, Juan. Welcome to the program.
3: Hey, Kevin. Uh, great show today. I uh, had a question about uh cardio
1: miracle and physical supplements. I have the uh, the organ blend. I think it's liver, heart, spleen, me I forget what it is. Yeah. Yep. But anyways, I'm, I'm taking uh, those two together. I'm uh, seven weeks into the Cardio Miracle. I started uh, the organ, uh, the Essential Supplement, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm sorry, three weeks ago. And uh, I'm also doing bulletproof coffee. Okay. The only difference between your coffee and mine right now is
3: I omitted the vitamin D because the car- Cardio Miracle has vitamin yeah. D.
0: Yeah, good. Point. Uh, now, what I would so, do, what I would do, at least once, uh-huh. at least once, test yeah. your test your vitamin D levels under that regimen and make sure your levels okay. are where you want them.
3: You got it. And I'm doing about four cans of sardines a week, and I'm also, oh, off. Nice. obviously, I'm eating. Uh,
1: yeah, clean. Uh, I mean, I'm still not getting grass-fed, you know, pastured meat all the time, but I still got some, you know, regular pork but meats in there mostly carnivorous uh good and uh I guess my question is is that too much nutrition
0: No. or is that okay yeah no it's okay in fact it's awesome I mean that that's uh that is it okay. I have to believe you're feeling pretty good and getting good results
1: I, I have you know the reason why I'm asking is like about a week ago I just started feeling a little anxious that out of the ordinary for me and I
0: like uh okay, I started noticing so- I, uh, I Uh One of the things you'll want to look at then, and this is a good point, and this is kind of where I was going. If you start to feel some things that are unusual, then let's take a look at them and see. That little bit of anxiety, one of the things that I learned, I actually went through that. Um, And that was so unusual for me. I had never felt anything quite like that before. Yeah. So um, we did some digging. Uh, My son, Michael, was actually the one that kind of figured it out that High Um, levels of vitamin B12. B12 is really easy to get, and it must be really, really cheap because of a lot of supplements just load up on B12. And what was happening is I was taking enough supplements and eating enough foods that were high in B12, Um, and I didn't realize it. And at some point, B12 will start to deplete lithium. And lithium is a pretty important mineral when it comes to mental health. And when you deplete lithium, Um, you'll start to get those feelings of kind of anxiety. So you might want to look through all the foods you're eating and all the supplements you're eating and figure out you Uh might be getting too much B12.
1: You know, that actually, as soon as you said that, I kind of got a, an emotional reaction. I got the chills because I was dealing with SEBO and I was taking pill and started taking some supplements to rebuild stomach acid. And one of them was B 12 and I've been off of it about, I don't know, three weeks now. But okay. it, it would have been right around the time I started taking Cardio Miracle. I bet. So that. actually, it was longer, so I bet you that's what it is. Yep.
0: Yep, I'll bet that's what it is. And yeah. as soon as I identified it, I knocked out a couple supplements yeah. that were really high in B12. And it slowly sure. it didn't quit right away. It slowly kind of went away. And then one day I was realizing, hey, you know what? I haven't had one of those yeah. feelings in a long time.
3: Sure, yeah. So I stopped
1: taking uh, the... Uh uh, supplement and I'm on my fourth day now, and I seem to feel a little more, I guess, we'll i more normal if you want to call it that. But, uh, and then I was feeling really good up until about a week ago. Muscles a lot fuller, even though I'm eating less. Uh, my, my Garmin watch, stress level and, and battery, uh, Battery was really good, oh, hey. so yeah, it's really great. Yeah, that was just the only thing. I just wanted, so.
0: to, I just wanted to go check something just to be sure. I, I was pretty sure that liver okay. is one of those foods that's crazy high in B twelve. Um, yeah. Here's the first thing I pulled up: a three and a half okay. ounce serving. Three and a half ounces. That's not yeah. much of lamb sure. liver. Lamb liver, three and a half ounces, provides 3,571% of your daily B12. Wow. That's a food. Now there are supplements that are loaded with it too. Right, so it's really sure. easy when you're eating really healthy, eating things like liver and a yeah. lot of beef, then you're taking supplements, and this is what happened to me. I wasn't paying attention to all the labels the way I should have been, and I, at one point, sure. I think I calculated, I was taking like 25,000% more B12 than I than what's recommended. 25,000%. What no. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. But here, here's the thing: I
1: got the ancestral supplements because I got to be honest, I eat, I love liver. I'm cooking it on the truck sometimes. Oh,
3: you know, yeah. You take it out of a package. it's Man, looked, that's a pain. It's just it's a pain right. in the butt, right? Yeah. So plus,
0: you know, the the supplement that's got heart, kidney, and whatever else is in there. So on so, the uh, the, what you might want to do. dosage. Go ahead. I know you. you yes. Quit one supplement that had a lot of B twelve a while back. If this doesn't yeah. go away yeah. completely, don't stop the ancestral supplements, but try cutting them in half, maybe. Yeah. You know, take That's half. That's what I was going to ask.
1: Six pills a day. Yeah, so just, I'll just take three. Yep. And uh, as far as the Cardio Miracle, I add, right now I'm using Redmond's Roll Salt. I add a little bit to that. It's it just uh, I love it. Oh, nice. So, and uh, yeah. I can go ahead and stick uh, to the two uh, two scoops a day, right? Yes. Yep. All uh, right. All right, cool. I appreciate it, Kevin. Uh, just a quick comment about what you were talking about—the uh, stock market rallies during downturn. Yeah. I'm devouring books on economics and investments and just everything right now. And in one of the books that I uh, I, I got through, it's common for there to be rallies during downturn, uh, but typically or historically, they will be in a downward progression
0: until we reach the bottom. So oh, good point. That, point where, that is correct. Yeah. That's a good point. So and that's when, yeah. uh, you know, I'd like to use the word volatility because we'll have those sure. weird days where, like last week, the news that we yeah. yeah. were really in a recession and the stock market rallied. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's what happens when it's volatile. You get weird anomalies. The market doesn't act like everybody. But that pattern you talked about, we have a drop, then it rallies. But it doesn't rally all the way back to where it was. Then we get another drop. And then it rallies, but it doesn't rally to where we were. And that's why the market keeps going lower and lower. But a lot of people, if you don't watch this all the time and you don't understand, the patterns a lot of times you look you go oh look sure. the market's doing fantastic it's up 400 points again today absolutely so there's another book that I'm working through right now it's called Narrative Economics by
1: Robert Schiller he, uh, he talks about why CNN will say one thing and Fox another because they both have a separate agenda well the book is really about the mechanics of the narrative and how it drives economic event, and how it's kind of been hijacked. So, So it's kind of an interesting book. That
0: that sounds good. Hold on a second, because I want to write it down. It caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, Hold on. All right, give me that book again. Narrative Economics. Narrative Economics. Economics. Economics, yeah, by Robert Schiller. Sounds interesting. And, uh, uh, it's that. actually a phenomenon,
1: yeah. They've been. It, I think it was basically invented or discovered in the 1850s, but uh, I guess he wrote the book, I don't know, a few years back. It's actually really good. The only thing I will say about the audio, uh, I have problems sometimes with, like, British accents, and it's a very technical book, but that was the only thing that's kind of hard to listen to. But it's oh, like yeah. 11 hours long, and I'm like six
3: hours in right now, so that's pretty good.
0: Got it. I, I'm going to get so, that one. All right. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, let's head off to San Francisco. Jeremy, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, Kevin. Hey, what's on my mind is uh, well, update on uh, on a vitamin D uh, test let's see, and Miracle. Um, Tammy, she uses it more than I do, so she does religiously two times a week, And her previous and we were taking, we were doing five drops of vitamin D, you know, for a while, even before the, you know, Cardio Miracle. And, um, I think her levels went up to one thirty when, I think when we got the Cardio Miracle as well. So then we did the three months of, she dropped it down to two. We, we dropped it down to two drops and, and she, you know, does Cardio Miracle and it went to
0: one, it went to 96. Okay, good. Good. So that was that, good. Yeah. Right. So That's two drops in Cardio Yeah. Okay. Lisa had the same thing. She showed up at like 160 or 170 or something. She had, Whoa. well, she was traveling and she was a little worried about COVID. So she upped her drops. And then was also taking the Cardio Miracle. So, yeah, hers, hers got up pretty so yeah. nice. We had to make some adjustments to it. I, I'm i down to like two drops a day because I do one scoop every day. Most days I try to get that second scoop in, don't always get it. I haven't tested mine yet. Uh, in fact, I'm wondering why I don't have a test. I haven't seen one in a while. I usually have them come every quarter. I might have to check on that. So I, have, I don't know what mine yeah, is well, now.
4: Yeah. We're starting to uh, do that as well. And, uh, then mine didn't go through. They said it, it, uh, got collected wrong or something. so I'll, I'll have to, and, and I was doing the same thing where I'll do one scoop uh, th- three or four times a week or something. And then two drop, I went, I'm always doing two drops. And then, but I'm outside a lot, like in the sun. Yeah, so we were curious too. to see if mine was going to be too. hot, yeah. yeah higher or not. All right. And, um, As far as you know, the I bond, um, we we scrape up. We're thinking about scraping up twenty thousand. You know, ten ten each, if if we can. If some, we looked into it, and there's some weird. Cause we were looking into that first thing about the tax. You have to have a tax return to do the other five, you know, to make 10, right. But it was something, yeah, it was
0: something like you can a paper bond, but then you can do an E-bond and get, and do the whole 10. So is that, okay. Could the government complicate things anymore? (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I guess. So we're going to really thinking about
4: doing it in August because I think you have till August, but October or something. But, um,
0: there, it is variable the interest rate. Yeah, it is. Right. So, and, and, and the, okay, reason, okay. the reason we're talking about it is because interest rates have changed. Yeah, inflation, right? Yeah, it drives and, it, and they're going, Yeah, they're going to get better. The longer we have inflation, the better the I bonds look. Okay.
4: So, yeah. So, um, as far as um, inflation coming down, you don't see that. No, you don't see that happening, dude.
0: No. <laughs> no. Um, I
4: know, we, I just listened. And
0: I heard you guys look, talking. Here's the thing. You know, we, we talk a lot about how much of an impact politics has and all that. But we can go back and look once you get to this point in an economy nothing the government's going to do is going to be able to turn it around quickly or easily. Right. right, There are things the government should be doing, and that would help, but there's nothing any government or any politician could step in right now and say, we're going to do this, and it will fix inflation. Now, we, we, we passed the point of no return a long time ago. We we are going to have to bite the bullet and suffer. Oh, my God. What worries me, though, is that if we had a government that at least was trying to do something about Uh it, we might be able to see the end. But we have a government that is doing the opposite of what they should be doing. They are getting ready to pass another big spending bill. And I don't know what they did, but they got Manchin on board somehow. Mansion's going to vote for this. <laughs> yeah, one. I've been hearing our, that. Our only hope. I, I was. Our only hope is, is Kirsten Cinema has been very very quiet, and I'm hoping oh. she's being quiet because she won't vote for this one. Mansion has saved us a couple times. Now Mansion is signed on. I don't know what they did to convince him, but Kirsten Cinema has not said she will vote for this yet.
4: Yeah, it's crazy because I hear things like you know green new green you know deals all over the place and where does that money go you know it's-
0: <laughs> oh, it, it it goes to it goes to a bunch of lobbyists and crony capitalism and um so yeah it, it, our inflation is going to get worse still because we have a government who is not doing anything to get it under control at all
4: uh, yeah I, I agree and, and i hear i mean if we look at the economy that border all these things you know spending and and you know and and uh if they can't get that you know that straight right now what makes we, us think they can get
0: um um you know the atmosphere in, the, in yeah. shape yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> well i mean look at how many Bad predictions about the economy has been. You know, Al Gore is back again. Not the economy, the environment. I mean, um, Al Gore's back again. Uh, go back and watch his his documentary, "An Inconvenient Truth," um, because if you okay. look at his predictions, Manhattan should be underwater right now. Right. right okay. He predicted
4: that. Hey, are you reading? Oh, wow. And we, man. Yeah. And and there and is no one no, ever calls people on these
0: No real indication of water levels rising anywhere around the world. They said Florida was going to sink, Manhattan would be underwater. Remember, in the seventies, we're going to run out of fossil fuels in ten years. Every single prediction right. they've ever made about the environment not only has been wrong, it's been wildly wrong.
4: Yeah, no one ever calls calls them on
0: it. No. And do even If you do, it doesn't matter. If yeah, I know. It doesn't do any good. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, are you
4: reading, uh, what, what books are you reading right now? Are you reading, looking for like a story, kind of more of a,
0: or are you still studying stuff? Um, I, I, I am supposed to be studying stuff, but all I really read all weekend were uh Uh, John Grisham novels, they were really good, though. I forgot how good of a writer he really is. I started reading Grisham way back when his first book was the Pelican brief, uh, which was an excellent movie too. And I don't usually like movies. Yeah. Um, but I, after a while I kind of forgot about John Grisham and I didn't know he had written so much. So I found like six books of his that I've never read. So I think I actually finished, uh, finished two books over the weekend, just novels though. I needed a break. Yeah. I have one that, uh,
4: i i don't know if you already did listen to it or read it but uh um it's called the lightning rod doesn't sound familiar who wrote that one um okay um uh brad meltzer m e l t z e r
0: no i haven't read him and
4: uh yeah it's kind of like well we've always for a 100 years we've had those uh you know the army hires painters you know to uh document uh wars and yeah uh things like that so it's kind of like that but current day you know and it, it of course it's fiction you know and, and but she's kind of like a badass and she also pays real close attention to detail and stuff like that so right now
0: sounds good i'll check it's, that one out
4: yeah and, 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 uh, uh, what about, uh, as far as the, the, um, uh, you know, atmosphere or, or I mean, did you ever listen to, uh, a very short history of life on earth? That one sounds familiar. by Henry. Yeah. Henry Gee It's pretty cool with, with, but, and it all leads to ice age, you know, pretty much. Ice age, not
0: global warming, you know? so Well, I, that's been my We've had this them. Whole thing. Is this Is the globe and the environment changing? <laughs> of course it is. It's been from right. day one. We learned in elementary school that at one point, there was one giant landmass on the planet, and at some point, it broke apart and created continents. Do, it, that's a pretty damn major change. And humans weren't around when it happened. So the Earth, the planet has been changing since day one. So, yes, there is absolutely climate change. I would never argue that. Do humans affect it? Yeah. How could they not? How could 8 billion people on this planet doing the things that right. human do not have an impact on that? So I won't argue that either. Clearly, humans impact right, the, right. the climate change. What I argue is that we are not smart enough to know what to do to fix it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, right. And and yeah, I might get an a inch bigger of, of affecting it, but nothing to... Cause yeah, the astronomical <laughs> right, the, you know, things to happen.
0: What, but what yeah? What did AOC claim a while back that we only have like eleven years to fix this problem, or we're all going to die? Come on! <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that it, that sounded familiar to you, right? The um, that did a short story, I, yeah. the short that, history. That, that oh, does okay, sound familiar. I don't know if I've oh, okay, yeah. seen that or read it on it or something. I,
4: I imagine you in your uh, sauna tube or blanket listening to that and uh, you hear the sound effects of the jungle and you hear these weird creatures and, and, and they even talk about bacteria and how it yeah. kind of started and, you know, yeah. viruses and that. Yeah.
0: Interesting <laughs> stuff. All right. I'm going to cut you loose. I'm going to take another call. We're going to head off to Pennsylvania. Brian, welcome to the program.
3: Hey, Kevin. Um, I just wanted to give a quick kind of throw, throw my thing in there. Like the, the color calls ago, um, on the I bond, I, I, a little public service announcement from a millennial that, uh, you know, uh, even though you can buy savings bonds on the internet now, it's still uh, still kind of ancient technology, I guess, as an investment vehicle. Although, of course, the government. I'm pretty tech savvy, but I had to watch a YouTube video to make sure I was doing the right thing when I bought them. <laughs> but I, I. <laughs> I I didn't really realize when I bought them. Um, you know, I uh, bought ten thousand, and yeah, we we had the money, but uh, I didn't really realize that that money's really gone for a year. So, so yeah. make sure that you yeah. really won't need that money. That that's uh, a good point. And and really, you need yeah, and really, you need uh you know fifteen months if you don't want to lose. How's that work? Your last three months or right. or, or whatever. So right. Remember, it's not as fluid as you might think it is. Yeah. So don't don't put all your savings in
0: it. Yeah, um, just remember, it is still the government.
3: Right, right. Yeah. So it, you, you'll be locked up for a year to 15 months, and, but, but it grows for quite a long time. Which,
0: by the way, I was talking earlier, I'm looking forward to, you know, CDs hitting those kind of rates because the beauty of CDs, where the I-bonds are very, very limited, how much I can put in, nothing would stop me from buying a million dollars worth of CDs and, and earning $100,000 of interest a year.
3: Right and it's simple. Now, I do have a dumb. Yeah, I, I do have a dumb question on CDs. Is that the same? Are, are you really committed for that year? Like you yes. can't. If you yeah, need well, to, okay. well, actually, so no. Could, let,
0: let me clarify that. With CDs, you choose your time frame. You can buy three month CDs. You can buy six month CDs. You can buy five year CDs. And the 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 strategy here is we are in increasing interest rates right now. So if you were going to start buying CDs now, because they're, they're starting to pay a couple percentage points, nothing major. If you were going to buy them now, you would buy short term because the rates are still going up and they're going to go up for a long time. So if you're going to try to take advantage of CDs early on, you buy short term. I might go in and buy a six-month CD that's paying 3% interest. And in six months, when that expires, maybe they're paying 4.5% interest and I'll buy another one. When we get up to the top, when we feel like we're at the top, let's say CDs actually hit 10% again. that That's kind of a magic number for me. If we hit 10%, I'm going all in and I'm going to buy the longest CD I can get at that rate.
3: And And again, that's like a, an I bond for that term. Like if you Correct. blow right. an engine and
0: you're like, Oh, I need money. You're going to get penalized. Heavily. You can't get it. Well, you can get it. You're going to get penalized okay. heavily. Yeah. But if you keep you- it for the time frame, and like I said, CDs are nice because you can customize the time frame. Now, one of the things that'll happen is let's say we're at 10% on a three month CD. Well, they're probably not going to give me a five-year CD at 10%. It might be 8.2. They're not going to commit to a long-term at the very highest rate. But I I think we're going to hit some opportunities where CDs are going to make sense again. Yeah.
3: Um, The other thing I had was uh, vitamin D. I, I don't test regularly, but I did a test way back. And I was taking like 10 drops a day, but only when I was home. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, sort of skews the. I mean, I'm home a lot, but I'm still going a lot. And I was only at like 60, which I was double what my wife was. But so then I like tripled down. I started taking like 20 drops a day in the truck and at oh. home. <laughs> and. And then I started Cardio Miracle. Oh, boy. And we did a blood test. I was at 187. <laughs> and I, I think I was having toxi- toxicity you symptoms. You, I, you may have. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There's like, if you have, uh, yeah, it, it diarrhea is one of the toxicity
0: systems, headaches so. yeah headaches <laughs> diarrhea you, you could at that number and i've said look we don't have to worry about this you're not going to get vitamin d toxicity but at that level you just might yeah so i i mean obviously 20 drops a day is
3: kind <laughs> of a little stupid, extreme but i think cardiomeric yeah i think cardiomerical uh really does Enhance absorption like astronomically.
0: You know what? And and that's an interesting point that we really haven't talked about, but you are correct. When you first started and you were saying you were taking a bunch and your level was still at 60 I I was going to say, we need to dig to find out what else you're missing. When you can't absorb vitamin D, even though you're supplementing it, you're getting sun, you're eating fish, and your level just won't come up, it's because we're missing a cofactor somewhere. And there are a couple we could go look for. But I think what happened was whatever cofactor you were missing, you ended up getting in the cardio miracle. Yeah.
3: And, and, and my diet, truth be told, is terrible.
0: But <laughs> yeah, yeah Another, one, once you got yeah, that cofactor that. in there and your body started absorbing it, there was so much available that that's why your, your level shot up so high. Yeah
3: pretty crazy i I need to test again because i dropped (laughs) i dropped vitamin d completely after that Um, And,
0: and here's the here's something else we should know there are we talk about the fat soluble vitamins a d e and k but we talk about them mostly that when you consume them you need to consume them with fat at the same time there's another factor here though The difference between fat-soluble vitamins and water-soluble vitamins like vitamin C is water-soluble. The difference is if you stop ingesting vitamin C within a couple days, you're depleted. But vitamin D, when you add that crazy high level of 187, that might sustain you for three or four months before your level drops because we store vitamin D in our fat. We store the fat-soluble vitamins in our fat and we can store a lot of them. But water-soluble vitamins, we flush out of our body every day. Ah, interesting. That's all I got. That's all I need. Thanks for the call. And we're gonna wrap this up for the day. We are... Done for the day. A uh, couple things, couple announcements. Um, Wednesday this week. Uh, well, Wednesday last week we did a uh, we did kind of a special uh, Q and A live, and I did a whole demonstration of um, the new changes I've made to the X3 bar workout and the stress protocols. I'm really excited about them, unfortunately, or might have happened for a reason. Um, The whole recording was shot. Nobody saw me live. We had a technical glitch. We went back to the recording. There was no recording. Uh, So we need to do it over. But Over the weekend, I actually worked on a couple new ideas. I just had some breakthroughs on some thoughts. So I'm glad it didn't work out the first time. I've actually made a couple more tweaks and changes, and I'm really excited about this. Both the X3 bar workout, I'm really excited about the results and how fast they're coming. But the whole stress protocol I think I've really got it dialed in right now. I think I'm starting to see some um, really noticeable improvements that we're going to be able to measure. One of the things um, I'm seeing happen, and I've seen quite a bit of talk about this on the website, people that have the Garmin watch uh, with the instant stress level and the body battery. Um, Awesome tools, by the way. It's Without the Garmin watch, I would have never been able to develop um, this whole protocol. We were able to measure things we've never been able to measure before. The body battery, the instant stress, um, really good measurements. But a very common theme I'm seeing for people is they're saying, I can't ever get my body battery to 100. They're, they're always 50, 60 in the morning at, at best, and then it goes down um, from there. Uh, that's what, you know, I've referred to this as the stress muscle. If you can't get your body battery to a hundred, your stress muscle is weak. And I was there. I'm still there. I haven't seen a hundred in a long time. I know how to get to a hundred, but I have to take two days and do almost nothing. Um, lay around, read, and then I might get back to 100. And then within a couple days, I'll be back in that range where maybe I get to 50. And then by the end of the day, I'm at five. That is improving quickly with this new protocol. Um, Instead of, you know, only being able to get to 40 some days, that I was getting to 50s every day, then 60s. Now I'm up into the 70s most mornings. The goal will be able to get to a hundred virtually every day. Then, you know, watch it deplete all day long, be able to build it right back up overnight. That's what's changing pretty quickly um, with this new protocol. My body battery is really responding much better. And it's, it's, it's rebuilding itself better, and uh, I can feel the difference. So I'm excited about the new protocol. We will do it again on Wednesday. I, I've got some work to do. I want to figure out a better way to video this. Um, we probably won't do it right in the the website although um, we're going to use zoom but aaron told me if you are using the phone app for healthy tribe.com you do watch the zoom event right in the app which is good so we're gonna try this again on wednesday really excited i've got some new tweaks uh to the protocol so we will see you then, you know, while I was blabbing, another call came in. So I'm going to take it. Um, we'll go to Ohio. Joe, welcome to the program.
5: I just wanted to make a comment. You've been talking about inflation two weeks ago I was in a grocery store in Indiana and hamburger 80, hamburger from two weeks ago till yesterday went up a dollar, 10 a pound Ooh. for 80, that's insane. Two weeks. It was five thirty-nine, five twenty-nine to six thirty-nine in two weeks.
0: Wow, that's the kind of prices we pay for grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef.
5: <laughs> yeah, and I do that for our own use and sell some on our own. And people are like, ah, "I'm not paying you four dollars." I'm like, go buy it at the store then." <laughs> exactly. That's what I charge. It's four bucks. <laughs> that's yeah. and mine's ninety percent. I. I cut a whole cow into hamburgers, steaks, roast, everything. I'm like, go buy your
0: stuff at the store. That's fine. That's right. I'm not fighting with you. No, no. Hell that's a hell of a deal Um, you were giving people. Yeah. I'm
5: hanging weight. I do three bucks a pound and they pay the processing and they're like,
0: well,
5: a lot of money for a quarter. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but go to the store.
0: (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah.
5: Whatever they can do what they do. Yeah. Um, One other question, so my uncle passed away this spring and his daughter's selling the farm and my brother and I are looking at it and I know it's not a good time to buy it, but it's under tax value right now we can get it for. So I'm wondering what your thoughts are on interest rates. So I can lock in for five years at five and a half percent at a small bank. I talked them into six and a half percent and they'll lock in for nine. Or I could lock in for 15 years at seven, two.
0: Ooh. The five, in the fives, I don't mind. In the sevens is probably too. How much money are we talking about? How much are you gonna have to borrow?
5: Mm, quarter million for 80 acres, but we'll put 50 grand
4: on.
0: Okay, so you're gonna be borrowing 200. Um <clears throat> I would probably go with that, that five-something rate. I, I would lock in at that. I don't mind paying five-something. I mean, it's, you know, historically, four or five percent is fairly normal. That, you know, this crazy low number we've had for a long time was kind of an anomaly. I don't think we're going to get back to that. So I just don't know if I could swallow more than seven.
5: Yeah, and that's why I talked them into six and
0: a half for 10. Uh, that I'll may probably be a have nice it done compromise. in 10. Yeah, that may be a nice compromise. Six like, and a half for 10. That could work. It doesn't make it
5: too tight. It's like 200 bucks or 200 bucks or more a month yeah. for yeah, five that... to 10 years. And I'm like, well, that seems like I could swallow that. Plus th- I'll make bigger payments. I would th- do.
0: Th- that's probably the choice I would take. <clears throat>
5: I know it's not ideal, but this property and it's been in the family forever. So well, if I it, don't eat it up, I'll never have that opportunity that, like you talked about.
0: With that's that, a good point. That's a good point. And, and that's the I, I was just going to go there with that. If this were just some random property that you came across, I would say, no, skip it. There'll be another one someday. This is a unique situation. And to pay a little extra right now to get that, I, I would do it.
5: a bunch of neighbors want it. And guy told us years ago, you boys, you have one opportunity in your life to buy property. Most properties, if you
0: pass it up, you'll never get it again. That's a good point. And uh, yeah, so I, I think that this would still be a good deal for you to make. Yeah business stuff's all paid off and the
5: equipment's all fine and money sitting around. So I'm like, it's not ideal, but I'm not scared to do it either.
0: And you shouldn't be because even in the worst economies, real estate almost always sells for something. You might take a little hit on it, but I I don't think this sounds like it's even much of a stretch for you. I think you'll be fine with this.
5: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But, I listen to you all the time and I thought, well, I'll see what Kevin thinks.
0: Now, I think you're on the right track with this. You know, yes, it's funny you mentioned this because the property that I've talked about, you know, there's still one property next to me that I want. And um, we used to be on the HOA and we were on it for 10 years. We gave it up. Lisa still helps out a lot. And she was looking through some HOA records yesterday and she said, hey, that lot next to us never sold. It had been on the market and we made an offer and somebody else made a higher offer and we thought it sold. And that was like, I don't know, six months ago, maybe even a year, I forget. And she said, that property never sold. And she said, I'm going to call the guy and see. I, I would have bought a property. I mean, if I could have gotten the right price on this one, even if it was higher than what I wanted to pay, I would have bought it. Because once that sells and somebody builds a house on it, I'll never have another shot at it. So, you know, I, I, was, right. but we've, you know, he, he's, I guess something happened weird in the closing. It is sold, but something's holding up the paperwork. But I, I, I would have bought a property and overpaid for it right now because there are some properties you got one shot and that's it.
5: Yeah. And like all the neighbors, they've wanted it for years. My grandpa bought it. My uncle had it. We get it. Them guys will never have the chance. That's right. Yeah, no. Probably I, we wouldn't either.
0: I, I I would take this. I think you're in a good position for this.
5: Okay. Well, I appreciate you taking my call.
0: All right. Thanks for the call. All right. We are going to wrap it up this time, uh, right at the two hour mark. We'll see you back here for the Power Hour and the Pit tomorrow destination health and after hours and live Q&A. Wednesdays are a big day. Um, Rest of the week's pretty normal. We will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.